Okay, everybody, Daphne at Laura Entertainment. We are sitting down with former WWF wrestler, Mr. Kenny Hendricks. How you doing, Kenny? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So, what have you been up to, Kenny? Uh, as usual, I'm in the gym pretty much all week long. Uh, that's after the job. And speaking of the job, we've been in contract negotiations for a uh, a new contract, and uh, it's uh, we have to meet up again because we got some things resolved, but we still have a few more particulars to figure out. And uh, it's actually going pretty well. Everybody, nobody's yelling, nobody's screaming. You know, everybody's cordial. And on the last day, we were in the meeting for like 13 hours. They ended up, HR ended up getting us pizzas so we can, uh, <laughs> they were trying to smooth us over probably. But everybody's everybody's pretty cool. So, but yeah. So let me ask you a question. Sure. How did you go from wrestling to acting? It's uh it's kind of a it's kind of a neat story because Chris Hahn was also a wrestler and did a little bit of time for the WWF slash WWE. He actually retired um probably about maybe six, seven years ago, roughly. And uh he's been acting probably two, three years prior. So, anyways, he brings uh a film director maker uh gary jones to one of our wrestling matches in mansfield that's the aswa uh group in mansfield and um he sees all these characters he sees himself he sees jimmy lee uh jake o'brien uh you know a lot of characters and uh mike collins and he says uh jesus you know i can make a movie i have a lot of characters there and uh, so he ended up putting us in his movie, which was called Escape from Death Block 13, which was made in Mansfield. Who was in that movie? Uh, they had a, a guy from Hungary who was a main character. He looks like, gosh, I forget the guy's name, the guy from Death Wish 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and all those movies. But his name is Robert Kovacs. They oh, call him Bronte. Uh, which I think it was the real guy's name, Bronzy or something like that. But he was in this, uh, let's see, the guy, one of the guys from NCIS, one of those, one of those cop shows, uh, Freddie Boom Boom Washington from Welcome Back, Cotter. Uh, and, uh, again, a lot of us wrestlers were in there as well. So what made you want to become an actor? I never knew I could become one, to be honest with you. I mean, it all stems from how wrestling started. I never knew I could become a wrestler. But again, Chris Hahn, he sort of gave us the, uh, you know, sort of gave us our chance to put our foot in the door. And once I finished with that movie, I was able to get on with a couple of the local projects here in Cleveland. And uh, it's now become a passion, and I want to pursue that. As I as my time winds down from wrestling, I'm looking into and I'm getting more into acting. I, I need something to replace wrestling by. Yeah. Something with less body slams, sort of speak. 
but yet you continue to do stunts. So how are you going to avoid the body slams if you're doing stunts? You know, with stunts, um, you tend to do those in movies probably maybe once or twice every few months or so. And uh, but with wrestling, it's usually every other weekend. It, what people don't realize, wrestling, it is what it is, you know. But what people don't realize is, wrestling in a match, it's, it's like a car crash, you know. It's 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 a car wreck, and we put our bodies through these car wrecks multiple times a night, two three times a month or whatever. Sometimes on the weekends, you know. And so it's very hard on your body, you know. So it starts again. I may do a movie, whatever, once a month, once every other month, whatever the case is. Then I can relax. So let's break the conspiracy right now because this is something that we had talked about. Before. <laughs> oh boy! And I told you, remember what I told you about? Um, I used to watch wrestling years ago, but then I <laughs> it was fake, so I stopped watching it. So. Tell us, for the people who really do think it's fake, like myself, I was one of those included, about how it all just goes down. Daphne, you're my manager. I appreciate you taking me aboard. <laughs> but I am sworn <laughs> to secrecy. Well, um, damn. damn, you can whistleblow, huh? Oh, uh, you know, okay. we'll have to okay. take this off Let's air. Just get one answer. You said it's real because you guys are actually fighting. But I've also heard from other people, not you, I won't call you out on it, but I've heard from other people that do the same thing and were part of the same people that there is basically a storyline when wrestling, even though those people are still basically getting the shit kicked out of them. Correct. You can yes or no it. I'm cool with that. Let's see, what what do they say in the mob? Uh, they say that term, uh, that's what I was led to believe or something like that. <laughs> you know? um, I'll say this. There are things to make it more entertaining. But as far as the, the body slams, you know, the kicks, you know, the hits, falling out of the ring, jumping from the top rope, kicking all the hits, it's very much real. Yeah. That's all we needed to know. <laughs> it's good enough for me. <laughs> I won't call people out too much on some stuff, you know, but I got to make it interesting, you know, because there are people out there. Like I used to watch it faithfully. And then it was, I don't know if it was like my brother's friend from years ago or something told me, oh, no, 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 that's fake. And I'm just like, well, hell, that just ruins it for me because then I, at that point, I didn't want to watch it, you know, and then I found out you know, some of it's real, some of it, you know, but we'll get off that topic, either or. <laughs> you know what, I tell you what, it's, we, we, we are trying to make it entertaining. We want to make ourselves, we want to make the whole match look good. So you do try to make yourself look good. And, 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 Things that happen in the ring can somehow have an effect on you out of the ring. Like I make, I try to make myself look at a match to whatever get noticed, and that has worked, and it has led to acting. So it's it's very much real, you know. So, 
being in the industry, you got anything coming up? Like anything, any new projects? What's going on with you? Oh, uh, actually, yeah. Uh, Thursday, uh, I was a part of a movie late last year around September or October. The movie's called Awaken. And it's about a black activist who uh, wants to open up a school for um, unfortunate kids, like in the neighborhood or whatever, you know. So I play his bodyguard. So I'm in some scenes from that. That opens up Thursday uh, up here in, in Mayfield, Ohio, a suburb off of Cleveland. So that's coming up. Another local project uh, called uh, The Last Song, Maxie's Revenge. That's supposed to start shooting in April. And I got that part from being in a movie called Dark Ether right over my shoulder right here. We did that a couple of years ago. And that movie was released last year from, from another Cleveland filmmaker. And uh, so he liked me a lot. So he casted me in this. Uh, he called me like in December or January. And uh, so we're going to uh, start shooting that in, uh, in April. And of course, uh, Shattered Dreams. And uh, once again, I got to thank Chris Hahn for, and his wife Beth for sort of looking at the part, looking at the role and saying, hey, maybe this might be a part for Kenny. Uh, let's check with Daphne and see what, uh, see what she thinks. Now, I know I had to send you a couple of uh, clips from other movies that I've done. And, uh, and here we are. Yeah, it was. I had put somebody else in the role originally, and it just, in my mind, it didn't fit. It didn't fit. Just the same way I was looking at specific leads out there um, that I was interested in. And when I seen them on TV, watching them on TV, it was, it's not a fit. And the person I'm looking for to actually play Leslie's character, because I mean, I can talk about this because, you know, it, it's my movie. So the person I was actually looking for, you know, it, they have to fit. It, it it has to be a fit. And right. I've been struggling, like I told you, as far as with the casting in my mind, I've been going through IMDb's and everything else, you know, seeing if possibly they're the same height, close to the same height that he was, because he was six five, six seven at the age. Lovely boss was. Yes, he was. And oh wow! <laughs> it's got to be, even though some of it can be adjusted with the cameras, you know. Yeah. That, but I have it all in my head about the way the people I'm putting in these roles, or the people I want for these roles, and I am having such a hell of a time. Trying to figure out who I want, you know what I mean? First right. specific roles. And um, I don't know. It, it's hard when it comes to that. And you've got a movie that you know that everybody's going to love this movie. Right. But you've got it in your head and people aren't fitting. You you have to go with what's telling you to go. You know what I mean? I got mean? you. Right. But it's going to be a good movie. You're going to have fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. We did that uh that Zoom meeting with him, so I was able to see him on on the Zoom and I was very intrigued by his story. I follow him on social media, you know, just to see what's happening. And I've been watching a lot of movies on Netflix about wrongfully convicted men 
and then they were proven they're innocent like 10, 20 years later. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. The thing about Leslie's story though, and like I said, once I, I can blow the whistle on it is there's more to his story. And that's what I've talked to people about because they're like, everybody, you know, somebody's went to jail for stuff they haven't done, you know, and it happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get that. Those stories are out there every single day, but there, I'm not going to say exactly what it is until people actually watch the movie. Right. There was more, there was something being hidden for the fact of why he went to jail. So... I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin it, you know, by going into that part of it. Understood. It's not a story that anybody else has. And I would bet, bet on that. I would definitely bet on that. Yeah. Yeah. What makes it rare. And that's kind of why I, when I took over on that story and we've written it and everything else, there's not another story like that. If there is, then they've got that under lock and key for legal reasons, I'm sure. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a good movie, and I, everybody should be interested in it, you know, and watching, watching for it because we're we're getting ready, we're we're amping up to film. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I screenshotted my lines on my phone so I uh, I can look at them, you know, when I'm on the job, and if I'm at an account, I may say a few lines just to see what kind of reaction out there. <laughs> I don't say them too loud though, but I, I like to practice them you know what I mean so yeah I like that you know people who actually rehearse because sometimes you work with these actors and they don't know their lines and you you have to start reading especially when you're you were given the the script a while back you know so there is no reason why when you walk in you should not know your lines right I mean, with the acting coach that I had from acting, she had told me that Anthony Hopkins reads his scripts 125 times. Mm. 125 times. Over and over and over. Yes. And there is other things that you have to do to be able to get yourself in the character. Sure. But you also got to be able to bring yourself out of character. Which right, right. A lot of actors, they struggle. You know, because they'll get into character. Like, for example, Heath Ledger. He mm. locked himself, from what I've heard, locked himself, you know, away for a month and a half or a couple of months before he had did the role that he was in, that Batman movie, and the Joker. And then he was hanging out with the people on the streets, and he just couldn't bring himself out of the role. You know, and right. you got to learn how to separate the two. Because it's not easy. You know. Oh, I bet. I bet. I'm a big fan of uh, Robert De Niro, and uh, he's known for getting in his character and saying in it, at least while he's filming the movie, you know. And so, yeah, yeah. He cracks me up. Um, I swear to (laughs) I've watched Oh my God, what was it? I know I watched the one he did with Zac Efron. Dirty Grandpa, I think that's what that was. Oh, yeah, yeah. That movie I heard about was that. funny as hell. And then he did this one with this little boy I was watching. Um, oh, my God. That was like two months ago where him and this little kid went to war. He was their grand, the grandpa. And the kid, they went at it. And the movie is so funny. I'm like, oh, my God, I couldn't picture. 
him doing that kind of a role because it was just interesting to watch him with the little kid. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it cracked me up. They, he does some funny shit, I swear. Especially from going from mobster to... Oh. You know? Yeah. I <laughs> mean, Casino, uh, <laughs> Godfather, uh, the movie. I love Heat. Heat is just so intense. You know, I, I watched that movie and I memorized those lines in my head, too, because his character is just so, man, so intense, it's precise, you know, he, he, he's, he's so careful. Have you watched The Offer yet? No. You need to watch that. He's in, he's in there. Um, no, he's not in there, but The Offer, it's on Paramount, and um, it's basically about them making the movie The Godfather. Oh, okay. And that's what they're doing. They're literally making the movie The Godfather, and but yet they're filming the show The Offer, and it was all the making of The Godfather. I was oh. hoping for an episode, and every time I had to wait for an episode because you know how you get into them series, and you got to. Uh. I hate that shit. So I'm sitting there waiting for this. You know, finally I gave up like three or four weeks. No, I think it was like four weeks in. I'm like, I don't want to watch any more of it. Until they're all out, damn it. You know what I mean? That way they're yeah. all at the same time. And it was like that with um, Tulsa King. That's another good one. Okay. okay. So that's the a badass man at 80 years old. Oh, all right. I'll have to check it out. He's an ass. I'm telling you. He's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, moving on with that. How long was you with the WWF? Um... I you know I started I had my tryout in '91, and how that began. I've been in the gyms for a little while, like 30 plus years, whatever. Anyways, I'm at the gym, and you know people, you know of them, but you don't really know what they're into. So one Saturday morning, November of 1990, I'm watching Saturday morning WWF TV, and I see a buddy from the gym in the ring, Ron Cumberledge. Like, wow, that's my buddy Ron, that's what I want to do. So Monday comes around after work, everybody goes to the gym on Monday. Ron had his crew around him, so I had to wait my turn. Once that happened, I said, Ron, you look great. How do you do that? How do you get on TV? How do you get into wrestling? He's like, well, you gotta go to practice. You gotta come down to training and all that stuff. And uh, I said, well, let's go. Let's, how do you do it? Let's just get started. He's like, well, this is around November, so the holidays were coming up. He said, let's go after the holidays, and they will be better then. So we went down in January of 91, and I walked into this Tales of the Crypt building that was dark and, and grungy and <laughs> leaks in the ceiling. And, and there's, I'm like, the ropes were like, really ropes. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, where's the lights and the cameras? Where's like the uh, the nice decorated ring? This is not the WWF. You know, that's where it all starts, right? That's the training. And then our trainer was Charlie Fulton. And uh, he was a part of the Monster Factory out in Jersey. He brought that the Monster Factory brand to Marion. Yeah. And uh, so after I had my tryout, Charlie liked me. He says, well, if you want to join, it's going to be about 3,800 bucks. I'm like, I'm not sure if I want to pay 3800 bucks for this, <laughs> you know? So uh, I was unsure. So so I waited a couple of years. But in the meantime, I kept seeing Ron on TV. Uh, I met Chris Hahn 
in 91. So I saw him on TV, you know, as well. I'm like, well, you know what? I got to get things started. So I called him up in January of 93. I said, hey, Charlie, I want to join. I want to get started. And he's like, well, it's only 1800 bucks now. He broke off from the Monster Factory. I forget what happened. And then uh, so I went to practice. I drove to Marion, Ohio, two times a week, five-hour round trip. That's how bad I wanted this. And uh, six months later, basically, uh, Charlie gives us a call. He says, hey, WWF is coming to town. They're going to be in Columbus. And uh, I'm just going to send you down there. You know, so uh, me and like five other guys went down there and we did our thing. So that's kind of how the ball got rolling. And uh, whenever they came to town, like two or three times a year, he would call us. They would call Charlie, and Charlie would call us. We would go down and do the do 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 the shows. We would do the matches, whether it be Ohio, West Virginia, uh, Pennsylvania, basically the tri kind of like tri-state area. So. so. So that does sound like fun, but paying $38 to go get beat up somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that you know you're going to get beat up, but come on, you're going to get hit with something. You know what I mean? Eventually, in, in that type of work. So, I mean, like you're basically in that movie with Jim Carrey where he's kicking his own ass in the bathroom. Oh, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Liar, liar. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, they, they really paid us well. Granted, for 10 minutes worth of work, and it wasn't even 10 minutes in the ring, it's really a long day, but they, they film like three different shows in like five hours. So we are there like all day. Wow. From when we first walk in, my first time walking into the Columbus Convention Center, I walk into The Undertaker, and I knew he was tall on TV, but to see him in person, he's like seven five. You know, he just gave that image, you know. Then walk around the corner, you see uh, you see Sergeant Slaughter, you know, and you start to see a few more. And what Charlie said, don't act like a fan. Don't bother them. That's their job. They know what they have to do. So we acted professional. We did our job. Let them do their job. And that's how it went, you know. So that happened for about, from 93 to about 97 or so. Um, there's still some of my matches on, on YouTube, uh, as a matter of fact. So yeah. that's how I felt when I worked with Tyler Perry, when I okay. went for that show, because I, I knew he looked tall on TV, but I never really paid attention to how tall he was. Right. And I got down there and like, he was standing right there and I'm just looking up like, oh my God, <laughs> you are tall as hell. You know, I didn't say that, but damn it. I was thinking it, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> like you're tall, man. <laughs> Because you get standing by those tall people and you're just like, and then you feel short as hell. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, I remember being backstage, even when uh, Hogan walked in. Hogan sort of can, he was, had the, he was able to come and go as he pleased because he was, he's old Hogan, you know. Uh, so, but when he came in, there's just this aura around him at the time there's like man there's the hawkster you know there he is you know he slammed andre the giant you know at uh in uh detroit you know so but yeah it, it was a great experience i mean it's just he looks like my dad hogan oh wow okay show you a picture of my real dad 
Yeah, well, you'll have to show a picture. Only dad, but I mean, like, when we get off, I'll show you a picture. Yeah. But, and if my, but my dad was a musician. So if he had arms like this and the blonde hair, like the blonde, blonde hair, like Hogan did, oh my, right. he could be his stunt double. I swear. Mm. Not now, maybe. But back then, yeah. Yeah. For well, sure. Remember that idea we talked about, you know, we could do some makeup, <laughs> yeah, you know, arm wrestling. Take on the older Hulk Hogan, you know, and slam him down. You know? I don't think my dad would do pretty good in that one, though. Now I'm telling you, he's <laughs> older now, so I don't think that would happen. But... Yeah, I'm always thinking about ideas, you know. I am. So. But the arm wrestling, I'm down. We should definitely write that one. I'm telling you, nobody can get us. I mean, we might have to change a little bit about the name, but you know, see. Yeah. The senior citizens of wrestling. You never, you never, you never know. I mean, it just hey, takes one have, little. people can whip some ass. I'm telling you, like you know, Chuck Norris is still out there whipping ass, and you know that, you know, all these older people. Yeah, I don't put nothing past anybody anymore. Well, it's I wouldn't mess with them at all. Yeah, he was a boxer, so I bet he <laughs> still whips some ass too. We'll throw, we'll let him in too. Come on, <laughs> no, we'll <laughs> get alone. We'll get them all. <laughs> exactly. Senior citizens. Let's do <laughs> it. Brawl. There you go. We'll change it up. But we got a good idea. I think we should do it. And if anybody tries to take that idea, it is now copywritten by Laura Entertainment. You do not own the rights to that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lock, stock, and barrel. We have it. Right. I think that would be fun. I mean, from the training, see if they can still hack it. Us older people, you know, it's a fair advantage. It's the same way, you know, like in boxing, you've got your heavyweight, you've got the middleweight, and then your feather, the lighter people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm hey. sure Chris would be down for it too. What? Chris Hahn would be down for it too. Hey. Yeah. Oh, I'm He's sure. He's good on the voice. He's game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris is game. He's pretty much down for whatever. He don't care. He's like me. <laughs> don't care either. You know, I I do some. I'm not even gonna lie. I do crazy shit all the time. You know, but it's fun. That's what we not? do. Why yeah. not? Exactly. So, where do you think you're going to be in five years? Five years. Well, it's kind of funny you asked it because in negotiation they want a five year contract. We want a three-year contract, so uh, that's one of the things we're debating on. But in five years, I'd love to be able to do acting full-time, acting and or stunts. You know, I think I have a good foot in the door right now. Uh, I'm in the eyes of a few people, important people like yourself and others. Um, things are going in the right direction. I mean, how I started in wrestling from... A small dunty ring training and then end up in the WWF for a, a little bit, you know. This is heading that same direction. Hopefully I could sustain um the acting career longer. The reason why wrestling dried up for us is because they had the Monday night rating for it with WCW and WWF. Yeah. And so they had to put superstars against superstars. There is no need for us anymore. 
more or less. I hate that when they do that. And I mean, I'm just going to say Oh, I hated it too, but... When you have one show that's doing so good in the ratings, and then you want to come in, and I know what it is. It's the competition thing. Exactly. I mean, everybody can win if you just play your cards right. And they don't think about that. You know, you just got to figure a strategy out to be able to succeed. Yeah, I get it. Everybody's wanting to make money, you know, and you want your competition to not make more money than you. But I mean, damn. You know, release it on a different night. Like, I don't understand football season. Okay. You got a game on Thursday. You got a game on Sunday. And then you got Monday. That's three days. Why? You know, <laughs> why? Money. Pick a damn day. Money. <laughs> you know? Did you ever see the movie? Uh, did you ever see the movie Concussion? No. Oh, it's, it's a great, great movie about. Concussions, you know, and they focused on the Steelers, but concussions overall. And it made me realize the power of the NFL. I mean, I have a little bit less respect. I still enjoy football, but it's like it's not like a priority in a sense because the power that they control, you know, it's just like. Yeah. Yeah. Money. I mean, I'm not going to say there there are some awesome football players, awesome football players. Oh, yeah. It's the people that I think, I believe, this is what I believe, that the people who actually own the leagues are the ones that are handling the who's who and who's winning and Mm. BS. But, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. You know? Yeah. (laughs) You know, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. You know? You never know. We were actually told, uh, um, like, through our channels from the WWF that they didn't want us appearing on the WCW shows, getting beat up on there. I mean, we sort of got in, like, I was in after Chris, so they were able to do both of them. But when we came down the line and uh, they said, you know, we don't we don't want, you got to pick one or the other. So our end was through Charlie, through the WWF, so we stuck with that. But either way, they had no use for us. So that's kind of how those appearances sort of dried up. In fact, I don't care. I had my time. My little bit in there, and it was just great, great experience. You never know where you're going to end up. Like when I first started acting, when I first got into acting, I owned a cleaning and painting business. And I still love to paint. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I love right, to paint. Right, right. Probably changed the color in this house, I don't know, three, four, five times. Who knows? <laughs> but I get bored at looking at something and then I got to change it, you know? Sure. But I just, it's one of those things where when I'm painting, I basically, I blare my music and I'm gone for hours. And I'm probably, I won't finish until 2, 3, 3.30 in the morning. It doesn't matter because I'm in a zone. Right. You know, it's just like therapy to me, really. But you never know. You go from one profession to the other. Everybody's like, well, how did you go from that? Honestly, I mean, it's the same thing. I told you all, like, I put in for a casting call and I actually forgot about it because it was getting to be busy season doing what I'm doing. And I forgot about it. I forgot. I sent the damn thing. Honestly, I did. Right. Right. I read the email and I was like, wait a minute. I think they want me to come and help with a movie or something. And mm-hmm. I have reading it again. I read it like 10 times. I'm like, is this spam? And then I remembered 
that I was up watching TV that night and I seen them say something about it and I submitted and it was like 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> I was like half asleep, submitting to the movie and that's why I forgot about it. But ever since I did the first movie, which I loved that movie, I had so much fun on that because we were in the mud. I don't care. I'm not afraid to get dirty. I don't care. You know, sure. whatever. Um, and we were out there for three nights. Well, the set of people I was with anyway. We were out there for three nights in the cold. The first night it was pouring down rain. So it got so muddy. And then the next day, um, you were literally sinking into the mud. <laughs> and I was cracking up, but it was kind of cold. So I kind of, I took a blanket with me, you know, in between. Yeah. And that's when Tim suit and we were going to the other part of it to film. And he was like, you can take that with you. I'm like, oh, thank God. You know, because that night, the last night, oh, it was it was cold. I mean, it was probably about 15 degrees outside. And we were out there all night long in the cold. Oh. Yeah. And the only thing we had to warm up was, you know, those little uh, burners that are probably like this big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got like the little, it looks like a gas burner, but there's nothing there really. Right, That's right, right. Yeah, just stand up. <laughs> and I had a tank top and shorts on. Oh. <laughs> I had my jacket with me, and luckily I got to wear that in that final scene, thank God, because right. I, it was cold. Yeah. But I had was, so much fun. There was uh, a, you know, when Death Block, when we did Death Block, me and Chris did. We had the first major fight scene, yeah. and that lasted all day. And it was really the hardest, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. We kept doing the same fight scenes, different camera angles, different lenses, multiple times. Yep. And we had plans on, you know, we're going to do this today, then we're going to go work out the next morning. <laughs> that didn't happen. We were tired. You know. It is tiring. Everybody's like... Oh, acting so glamorous, this industry. So oh. No, you think that because of what you see on the TV with the parties and the interviews and all that stuff. But if you're actually the people doing the job, it's a lot harder than you think it is. Trust me, especially. Oh, you get, yeah. Yep. You got to deal with the elements. And uh, after Death Block, I was in a movie called uh, Gotta Get Down With It. It was filmed in, in Mount Vernon. And I was a, uh, I was a policeman. I was a riot cop. And uh, along with another actor, cop, we were outside in the cold. I think it was, I think it was Super Bowl Sunday. Man, I think I didn't care. My team wasn't in it. But it was cold. We had to stay outside, fill some scenes, run back inside to warm up, come back out, redo it, you know. But again, that's all a part of it. It's the way it is. And you got to deal with it if you want to be an actor. You know, you got to do it. It's over and over and over and over. Right. Right. Over and over. It's not just a one and done type situation. You could be there for hours shooting. Yeah. You think would only take, it's probably a whole minute of the movie, and you're going to be there for hours doing it over and over and over. Yeah. People don't get that. And they need to understand that, really, if they're thinking about even getting into this world. Well, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because that whole day of fighting, after we got down to it uh, in Death Block, we ended up doing two or three more days of fight scenes on a green screen. And Gary Jones, being the genius that he is, he 
puts those scenes in the movie in the field that we were at, you would never know. Yeah. You know, I mean, how's that? How's that? It's, it's just crazy. But yeah, we had to put more fight scenes of the original fights in the in the movie. So that was in the same scene. It's amazing. Yeah, it's fun. It, it def- I mean, it, it's fun. It's exhausting. I was on a set the other day, and I guess it's because I'm just not used to being on the sets right now because of, you know, COVID happened and everything. Right. Filming's ramping back up finally, and then you just get out of your world and you get back in, and I was so tired. So tired. Even the next day, I was so tired. And yeah. Where's your I just never liked that. And I right. tell you, it kicked my ass. <laughs> it my it's, just, it's a lot of work it is it is it's very tiring so i'm gonna ask you this and i ask everybody your motto before we wrap up my model is uh basically god willing and i started saying that shortly after 2020 started because you had the tragic accident with Kobe Bryant and his daughter and the other passengers, you know, COVID hit. And uh, there were a lot of people were passing because of that. And uh, and so we can make plans for whatever, you know, which is good to make plans. It's fine. But you have to, you have to say, you know, I, I like to say God willing, you know, and God, God willing, I can become a full-time actor in five years. That's the plan. I, God willing, you know. So, um, God willing, he'll give me a comedic role because that's kind of my natural character, you know. God willing, you know. Um, but whatever role I'm, I get, I'm grateful. I've been police officers. I've been a, a prisoner, detective, you know, and um, so. I'm just grateful for all these roles that I get. Hopefully it's going to lead to bigger roles and, and things like that. So my model is God willing. There you go. And I'll ask you another thing. One more thing before we close out. Sure. Or genres, and I'll tell you mine after you tell me, what kind of acting do you see yourself doing? Dramatic, comedy, horror films. Well, as far as horror films, there's another idea. Get a black guy <laughs> that doesn't get killed in the first 10 minutes of a horror movie, you know? What a strange twist that could be, you know what I'm saying? You know? And have all the white people <laughs> get killed make first. The, the superhero. <laughs> and have all the white people get killed first and have me in the end saving the day. <laughs> That's my I remember. I remember us talking about that too. About, That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. so. it's always that. It's always, always. It always goes like that, and then it goes from there to the dumbass. <laughs> you know, the, it's always the girl the, right. who doesn't use her freaking brains. You know, and those are the first two they take out automatically in the middle of those. Yep. Telling you. Yeah. So let's let's just make a movie where we reverse everything and have the black guy at the end standing tall, like you know, like whatever, you know. So, but uh, I, you know, I, I'm I'm a natural 
uh, I don't know about a lead role, but who knows? But I kind of see myself kind of as like the Morris Day, like the Purple Rain. Not a major role, but a lot of little parts in there. You remember all of his stuff. He was so funny. Yeah. So I think I'm an actual comedian. But uh, again, I think I could play a serious role, cop, detective, or whatever the case might be. You know. Yeah. I like, I mean, I have fun in all of it. But I can tell you the one that would really be hard for me. I mean, I don't think it, it might not. I don't know. I've never really done it, but it's more the, the lovey-dovey type bullshit that anybody oh, yeah. who's yeah. ever been in a real relationship knows that, <laughs> you know, you're not going to really be like that in real life, especially if you've been with somebody. It's not, oh, baby, baby, baby. I could I couldn't <laughs> do that. I'm sorry. Right. I, I don't even think I could bring myself to be in that because I am one of those basically ind- independent type females to where I honestly don't think I would ever bow to anybody. Right. And in the movies, when they write them scripts out, it's basically the woman. And I mean, this is no offense to men, you know, but it's basically the woman kissing ass and I'm just not that person. You know, <laughs> and I don't see like I could play that. I could definitely play gangster. I could play cop. I can play, you know, I ride a motorcycle. I can definitely do some stunt works and stuff like that or that kind of, you know, acting, any of that. But right. the lovey dovey, that shit is not for me. I'm telling you. Mm-mm. Yeah, I haven't had those roles yet. And, uh, you know, I don't know how I would do, but definitely the, uh, the comedy, the comedian type, you know, or serious yeah. type. I'm I funny now. I mean, I'm not even going to lie because I'll sit there and I'll come off with some of the craziest shit. So comedy would be easy with me. And I'm telling you, if I ever, I had that one opportunity, I could have been down there, but I couldn't get there. And Melissa McCarthy was shooting the Central Intelligence. Oh. And I am dying to work with that woman. Okay. Because I love her. She's freaking hilarious. You know, that would be one of the people I would love to work with, seriously. But comedy, yeah, I, I could do that easily. You know, yeah. the other stuff. It's just the lovey-dovey shit. I just really don't feel like I could get into that. They would definitely somebody else, you know. And I'd willingly give up the role, you know. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it, you know. There's just right. no in the back of my mind while acting, I know what it would be. This is some bullshit. That's going to be one <laughs> in my head. You know, I just don't think I can do it. Right, right. For real. But we're going to have fun. And, you know, we'll get this movie shot. We've got quite a few other projects coming. And yeah, I was looking at my uh, IMDb page and I was like, wow, there's some things in the works, you know. So there's four more things you all don't even know about yet that aren't even put up yet that you. Hey. They're going to like it. I'm ready. I'm working on a little bit of everything. But I am going to go ahead and close us out. And we're going to say bye to everybody. And thank you for watching. One last thing. uh, Nobody take the ideal of the black guy being the last guy standing. (laughs) That's horror movie. Damn it now. Exactly. Right. The horror movie where the black guy actually wins it all. That's our idea. And stayed alive, right, right. And if you're wanting to make it, you get up with us and we'll help you. 
<laughs> there you go. Right. Well, thanks everybody for watching. Thank you for Kenny for coming on for sure. Absolutely. Thank you. It was great. Loved having you. And we are going to go, you guys. Goodbye until next time. You love me, you said that you care You say that you will die for me, girl But you know that it's hard air I don't care what you say I don't care what you do No need to look to your left, girl Cause nothing belongs to you Now you try me You know you can't run them games on me Now you creeping I saw you stepping out with that G, yeah Say what you wanna say, do what you wanna do Play how you wanna play It's over, it's over it's Set your poor heart free